There we go. Broadcasting from Boss Hog Studios in Hazard County, it's Scott Romine with Guatney Unplugged. Hey, Scott Romine here. Hope your Saturday is going great. We, uh, man, I've just taken like a, a trip back in time. I'm so happy that uh, David Ratliff has invited me out here. We're at the, the old Willow Springs Water Park here in Little Rock that everybody in central Arkansas seems to have a memory of. How are you, David? Doing very well. Man, I sure appreciate you having me out here. It's like coming back in time. I don't get to do a lot of shows like on remote location, and this is definitely at the top of the list for me. And we don't get to see a lot of our old customers, so it's nice having you here. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you recently made a, a post on Facebook, uh, and it's the 10th anniversary of the place closing, and that post has went completely viral. Crazy, crazy. I, uh, we're hitting at uh, 277,000 right now, and this has been since Friday of last week. Um, but, but, and, and Luann and I, who normally go to bed around nine, we're staying up till one o'clock, just trying to clear the post off of our phone so we can keep up with what, uh, and when we're doing that, we're seeing all these wonderful conversations between friends that, that tag each other and get on and they're talking about their experiences while they were here. And, uh, it's, it's been, it's been very pleasant, uh, been very pleasant. I think 1600 posts and, um, all of them are just, you know, wonderful to read. Because they go back through people's entire lives. I have memories of being here in the in the 70s. It's a long time ago for me. We have we have people who are carrying on conversations that include their grandparents, their parents, themselves, and their children mm-hmm. that had experiences here. And some of them say, you know, they only got to come out once or twice. But and I'll tell you, one of the really cool things about owning this park or this park owning us. I don't know how that goes. <laughs> um, we would have, the last, last year we were open, we had a, a, a family come up. And, I mean, a loaded down old Cadillac. And these elderly couple get out, and they've got their great-grandchildren. <clears throat> they got like six or seven. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then they sat there, and they laughed, and they cried, and they watched them. They were sharing the same experiences they shared with each other when they were children. Yes. You know, it, was, it was very special, very special times. It's kind of like Elvis. It was something for old and something for young it, at it the was, same time. It was a place where you came and played with your family. Yeah. You know, instead of sitting across the table eating supper while everybody's on their telephone, uh, you came out here, you couldn't take your electronics into the water with you. And, and there weren't a lot of lines to stand in. And uh, uh, people just, like I've said before, it's, it's a place where a father throws his kid into the air and they land in a, a dream that lasts a lifetime. Yeah. Well, let's get it out of the way because people, of course, are wondering about the girl, and you mentioned it in the post. Mm-hmm. The only person to ever survive this, what is it, brain-eating amoeba or something that, that lives in every lake across the United every, States? Every lake. Um, it's been in Arkansas and I think five different places. And actually, she had swam in two of those places that, that same week. But um, she's not the only one to survive. She's like the fourth one to survive, but she's the only one to come out without any problems. She went back to school the same year. She played volleyball. She just recently had her own little girl. Uh, She's living up north with her father, who's military. I think that's where they settled. I don't think she's living, now that she's out of family, I I don't know what her situation is, but she's living the life. She's got her own little girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was it at 
a certain antibiotic or something that saved her? Did she get treatment in Central Arkansas? Well, uh, at Children's, and and we don't know. Uh, we don't know what it was. Um, you know, we had people were all over the place on that. Everybody had their own opinion of sure. what was going on. Um, her mother, uh, who who was with her every day, um, came out. We did a benefit for her, and. Um, they're really nice people. We got along with them great. They, they didn't blame anybody because they understood. They knew the backstory that sure. was coming from the, that it could happen to anybody. It was more about the, the individual than it was the water. Sure. Most of the time, that bacteria uh, impacts the average person and it irritates their eyes around their contact lens. That's it. Yeah. But it was, it was, a, it was a freak incident. Um, we have... A, a lot of memories that we don't really like to go back to because people were ugly. And I, I understand that. It was a little girl. But, you know, at the same time, you don't defend yourself against a little girl that's 12 years old in the hospital. Right, right. You, you let that go where it goes. And, my, and what I told everybody was just pray for her. You know, we'll, well, sure. we'll worry about anything else later. Let's just pray for her. So she got well. And, uh, and came out and enjoyed it. And 2020 was out here, and they interviewed her. And uh, I had her out here on the beach, and they says, um, well, I'm saying, well, does, it, does it bother you? Does it scare you to come back and see this place where you swam and got sick? Oh, no. Oh, no. I had a <laughs> wonderful time. I always had a great time when I was here. And, and that was the, her parents said, you know, had it not been that she was there in the hospital for 55 days, um, had she not been in the hospital and needing our attention, we'd have been out here with you. We'd have been here talking and, and supporting. Oh, sure. and, but, you know, it's, um, what, what has come of it is um, it amazes me. Uh, there was a mention or two about that, and, and, uh, and one, of them, one of the ladies that was talking, a lady now, as a kid then, uh, knew her, was, was uh, her, her older sister played ball together and knew the family, and... and there was nothing really negative. What's her say? I mean, she came through it good. She, she sure. was actually, her and her father uh, went to the White House, met the president, and led the parade in Disney World. I didn't you know? know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's really crazy is that <laughs> this got so much notoriety. She got presents from 63 countries. Oh, my goodness. Our Luann's sister and her husband are missionaries in Germany. They saw it on television in Germany before we told them about it. So you closed right after that. I guess that was your decision. Uh, you know, the health department came out and said, uh, you know, we can't prove it was here, but if it ever happens again, we'll destroy you, and we're going to destroy your business tomorrow anyway, so you do what you want to. Really? And that's how it went? That's how it went. And that's probably within 24 hours of, of the incident, I'd guess. It was a week. It took a week for them to come out and, and look at our water and... Um, uh, the city of Little Rock was there, and they said, this water's clean enough to drink. It's as clean as our, our drinking water. But they were persistent, and they, they needed to find a problem, so they went and got water out of the woods. I swam here the day before the, the little girl got sick. I mean, you know, was all, the place was always yeah. immaculate and, and just yeah. wonderful. You know, it, it's unfortunately part of the history. Um, and, it, you know, it... We suffered through it, but because I was already working part-time somewhere else, uh, within a couple of weeks of the time the park closed, that work that I was getting paid a commission on just ballooned. 
Sure. And we didn't really suffer badly financially. We didn't have anything. Uh, we lost our retirement. We, you know, we, we basically, but we had the property. So our options were to where are you going to live? Can't afford to buy a house. Let's just turn this into one. And you, and it's great. <laughs> well, it really worked out great. Well, we love it. We're, there's still a lot to do. Uh, I see projects everywhere, uh, <laughs> but um, we love it. And Luann doesn't push me. I get something far enough along to where we can enjoy it. That's good enough. <laughs> and so, briefly, it, what you allowed people to fish here, correct? Right. But, you know, it was um, the public, they, they had gotten to where they felt like they had the right to, to be critical. Mm. And we just decided that it's, it would be so much better for us to have our close friends and our family fish here and have a place. And we meet here. You know, it's big enough to where we'll have 40 or 50 people, family members here on, on Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, you know, and uh, so people come from different parts of the state and different states. And, and this is a meeting place. Same way it was before. Sure. We, we, in the summertime, we'd have people that would come out uh, from Oklahoma and Mississippi and meeting Little Rock at Willow Springs. Yeah. <laughs> Just wonderful. Yeah. Was there yeah. always fish in the lake even when no. people were swimming in? There was no fish in no, it then. We, we drained it every year. We drained it and washed out the I bottom. Chlorine would, Chlorine would also kill the fish. Because oh, okay. we spent probably about, we had a, gla a gas chlorination system. It was underground. And so every month when the park was open, we spent, between fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars on chemicals. Yeah, it was a, never less than three thousand dollars for a three month season. Oh my goodness! Just just to put the chemicals in. Yeah, right. no, just keep the water clean. I think safe. there were twelve different outlet points underground uh, where twenty eight, where the chlorine came out, and we also had the uh, water cannon to keep the water cool below. Yes. The water was cool below you eighty degrees. I do remember that, and mm -hmm. I always remember the water was cooler if you went over by the water cannon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course, it closed 10 years ago, and it's a move that saved your life. Can you explain that? I, I know that that one's hard to, to comprehend, but I will explain. Uh, you know, the, we see uh, Callie Hardick as a miracle. And if, if you've ever been around a miracle, which some people have and didn't know it, a lot of people have never realized it. But we saw it because she's the only one that came back 100% and now having her own family. Well, when a miracle happens, there are others around, other miracles. That's around. true. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, uh, the week before we closed, Luann came home. She had taken the grandbabies to church and came home, and I was just exalted. I mean, I was on the verge of tears. We were working 14, 16 hours a day. We had uh, bigger crowds than we'd ever had in our life. We'd had the biggest Fourth of July, which is our biggest year, I mean, biggest day of the year. The next Saturday was bigger than that. The next Saturday was bigger than that. And the next Saturday, we were closed. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that week that we closed, I'm just totally exhausted. And I'm finding myself taking two naps a day uh, for an hour or two. And I never, never take maybe a 20-minute nap. Uh, and so I go in and, and I get checked out with the doctor. And my heart pressure is the same on both sides, which means when my heart was beating, the blood was not going through. Ooh. So it was not feeding my body. And my heart was enlarged. I've known that for years and years. But I didn't know how close we were, and I had to have a stent and then a alcohol susceptible ablation to shrink the inner walls of my heart. Uh, I came through it really, really well. I had the best results that, that he had, my Dr. Mago, who's retired now, uh, had ever had. I went from 120 on the low side and 120 on the high side to 14 on the low side. He said, if we get 30, we're good. 
uh, I immediately was feeling better. The next day I was feeling better and have done, you know, three or, three or four marathons since then. And uh, so, you know, I have nothing to complain about and everything to be appreciative of and blessed and realize my blessings. And it's hard for me to be upset with anybody who did anything wrong to me because whatever they did turned out being right for me. Yeah, because you'd have kept going at 150%. I would have died. Yeah. I, I had six more weeks of, of summer, and there were, like it is now, we're going into August. It was the 27th of July when we closed, going into August, working 16 hours a day out in the heat. Uh, I, I know I wouldn't have made it. Mm. So, you know. It got very busy there towards the end. I mean, to the point that he didn't want me to leave the front desk because if you were managing 16 parties plus all the payments, um, yeah. it it got to where I would time what I drank so I didn't have to go to the bathroom. Oh, my goodness. I know that sounds really bad, but with the heat, I mean, and it's not healthy for you, but it was just like, okay, well, if you're going, you got to hurry up, run, run. You know, because we started at 6 in the morning and we finished at 10 at night. It's like running Disney World by yourself. <laughs> yeah, I always said it was like being the captain of a cruise ship. Had but, to be. But Where we you, did have a lot wear of... all the different hats. We did have a lot of wonderful employees. Great employees. Oh, and yeah. they were very open to training, which we just yeah. discovered. Our training we did was, I think, superior to what some Above lifeguards get. We went to the beach and I asked the lifeguards, I said, do you guys get special training now with the Red Cross about uh, special needs children, like autistic children? No, why would we do that? I mean, you can pick them out. And I said, not always. Oh, I said, wow. there were four out here on the beach today, and I didn't see you watching them any more closely. And I said, you have to get down. on." So it was the ability to work oh, with yeah. our employees because access schools used to bring their children out here well, because sure. it was such a relaxing place to be. So we spent extra time with our guards teaching them all that and they were always open and receptive and they'd come here on their days off so it was like you had a bonus lifeguard oh that's so good and our 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 manager one of them two of them uh have children now they finished college uh with great grades and um savannah who is our uh, assistant manager to close or to the year before we close is uh having her third boy and living in north arkansas and very happily married and then um, Bailey, Bailey Williams, not Williams anymore, is living in East End, and she's got two beautiful little boys. And, and um, we it's, keep it's up fun with some of them. David is a, a policeman. police officer. Wow. Um, Jimmy Armstrong, which you got to visit this guy. <laughs> he, he has a place in Russellville that is, we just went up there last week and saw him, hadn't seen him in years. He was, he was 10 years younger than me. So about the time I was leaving this place at 19, he was coming on and, and, and working full time. But he's a good friend of my brother's just lived right over here. Has a, a man's cave with the in most amazing stuff that you'd ever see. I'm in. You want to finish out a high-end man cave or den, he's got the, 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 the collector shotguns. He's got the Remington bronzes oh, wow. and the, the, the uh, Russell bronzes. He's got... It is amazing. So it, everybody in Arkansas ought to go see that lifeguard. There you go. <laughs> Let's and talk you, about the history okay. of the actual lake. It goes back, what, 100 years? Well, it's 1928 when it opened. In 1928, during the, the uh, Prohibition, uh, the, the man that owned the property was actually our backdoor neighbor. When I was a kid, Dad bought a two-story Victorian house from a guy named 
Rose, Millen Rose, the owner of the Rose Law Firm. Okay. Okay. And Deb was a plumber. And our backdoor neighbor was a man named Jacobs, old guy. He had a little apartment building, has an apartment. He owned it. And uh, they got to talking, and Dad had been in real estate. He had gotten sick, and he, he bought 63 acres across the street from Willow Spring. Uh, where we met, uh, our backdoor neighbor then became the old German man that actually built the lake for Mr. Jacobs, mm-hmm. uh, John Kramer. Uh, it was um, – there were – this was a German settlement. Most people don't know that you go south of Baseline and, 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 and uh, west of Arch Street. That was settled by Germans um, before, during, and right after World War I. And so you got the Smith and Breakers and the Kramers and the Squires and the, you know, it just goes sure. on and on. And they're still here. Uh, well, Mr. Kramer, big, strong German man, even when I knew him in his 80s, uh, never drove. He'd walk to town every Friday night, come back plastered. And, you know, he's <laughs> dressed up, though. He'd dress, sure. His coveralls and a white shirt. He was looking good. Had a damper hat on, you know. Uh, but uh, hey, dad, they had, their property adjoined our back property line. And, and my dad and my uncle, dad would go out and walk our property line every day. He just liked that. He retired for several years. He did, he did good in the plumbing business and, um, and bought this property and invested in, you know, so it, it, it was good. And he had the time and he would go around. So he goes back to the back corner, close to the Kramer place. And, and there's a little pond there. And Mr. Kramer is standing out there, stark naked in the edge of the pond, taking a bath and which was not too uncommon. Back sure. In the day. <clears throat> and, uh, dad and my uncle Milford come up on the little ridge and, and see it. And they're just kind of, you know, stunned at, at this scene. And Mr. Kramer picks up shotgun, aims it in their direction and pulls the trigger. And they both hit the ground. They put, well, hey, we're sorry. We're, we didn't mean it. And, and Mr. Kramer says, who are y'all? What are y'all doing? I just killed a snake. So that, that was the meeting. <laughs> That's how that relationship started. And he was just a good guy. His wife lived there. Not his wife. His sister lived there with Rosie Finch, his sister. Um, and it was just, uh, it was a wonderful place to grow up. We lived in the woods. But we never came to Willow Springs. We went to Windy Beach mm-hmm. until... My older brother got old enough to go to work at 15 with my dad. Dad had already arranged for him to work at Willow Springs. And he got this better job. So dad brings me down here and introduced me to Mr. Mills, who was about my same height at the time. I was about five foot four, and so was he. And uh, I was the first 12-year-old he hired. And from that period on, he always hired 12-year-olds to start off their career and raised them till they taught them how to be lifeguards. And I wound up working here about seven years and then staying friends with them through that time, helped them build the water slide and uh, did the plumbing for it, put in the, the, the uh, um, chlorination system. And, uh, and they were just really, really good people, really good friends. You mentioned Windy Beach. Mm-hmm. My grandmother is 90. She lives two miles from here and she has memories of that i guess that was a competitor to willow springs three the jennings lake it it was in the in the willow springs did so well in the 20s and attracted so many people um and they were coming from everywhere mostly from camp uh pike but windy beach went in shortly after that and jennings lake about the same time so if you lived in little rock you came out arch street for your summer for your Ah, okay And, and these were the three places that you could go and they were competitors up until 1964 when Windy Beach closed. 
So you talk about servicemen a lot coming out here. I've always heard there was a dance floor or a roller rink or something that people my age would have no memory of. Mr. Um, Jacobs was a, he could see, he could see well into the future and he knew what was going on. It, it was prohibition. Uh, and the partying was not allowed downtown Little Rock and, and, and North Little Rock. So he built this place and opened it and made sure that the military guys knew about it. And they came out here in droves. And he had a, had a um, skating rink uh, uh-huh. that was made. It came in in sections and was bolted together and under a tent. And eventually they covered that with wood and, and shingles, of course. And it was supported by tree trunks on the inside. It was really cool. It was so outdated. If it were here today, the nostalgia of that would just keep it full all the time. But wow, uh, it, it became more important to Dick Mills that he have a uh, parking space and a control of his picnic area. So it had to go. And, and it, it, now that it's all picnic area. My dad has always told stories, and I have no idea what it's called. I mean, he's almost 70, where you came down a hill in some kind of toboggan thing or something and skipped across the water. It was a toboggan. And it sounds fascinating. What was it, and when did that go away? It went away in, uh, I want to say, well, it was three years before I bought it, so it was 2000. It made it to the year 2000. Uh, It was two little pieces of angle iron, like a two by two angle iron supported by angle iron. And it was a, it was a hill that had a hump in it and you came down and, and you were, you were on a wooden sled and you slid across the water. And on all these, these responses that I've had to this post, it comes up over and over and over again. It's been gone for 20. It was kind of like when you went down the toboggan, you became like when you skip a rock across the lake. Mm-hmm. That's what you were doing on that sled. You were skipping across the lake, and then you would eventually go down. Like and, a rock. Yeah, so you had to carry it up the ladder and get on it. And, of course, if you could get two people on it, it went even faster. <laughs> oh, wow. And unfortunately, occasionally, the the big bad boy that was trying to protect his girlfriend yeah. would get on front. Not a good idea. Uh, there were some dental problems that came out of that oh it so. just nosedived right into the ground when it came off the end so it had its issues but no major end you know it, it's funny the the worst injury that happened on that thing happened the day before the park closed and they tore it down and this guy was he he posted about falling off the top of it and breaking his arm it was uh you had to go up like two flights of stairs you're at the top of the hill and you're probably 15 feet off the ground and then you've got this sled that was probably 40 pounds, way too heavy for an eight-year-old to right. carry, but they did it anyway. Yeah. And uh, they had to do that. They had to get that thrill. And people would put it on crooked, but OSHA did not like it. They didn't <laughs> like it at all. <laughs> I bet. And the last couple of years it was there, it had a five-foot welded wire on both sides of it. It looked like a meat grinder. I mean, it looked really, really bad. Uh, and they, after the, the guy with this, I think they'd already had plans to take it down, but the, the water slide had been built. So is is 86. It was built. So it was about 10, 10, been there about 10 or 12 years before they tore down the toboggan. So it was missed, but the water slide was a big hit. See, I thought you had put the water slide in just a few years before you closed. I didn't realize the water slide was that old. Yeah, it was 86. 86. That must have been a huge investment to put that it's in. It's over $100,000. Oh, yeah, that's that, a that, lot of money that, then. That guy was good with his money, and he, he, he 
uh, I worked with him. I worked with him on it. The, he hired a, a, a gypsy kind of guy that lived him, him and his wife in a bus with their parrot. And uh, he came down, he was a big guy, and he come down and he, he laid it out. And, and then, again, Dick got in trouble with the city because he didn't submit for a permit for that, you know. And, of course, it had already been out there for three or four years. What you going to do? What's the city going to do? Um, they complained about it, and he had to have a blueprint drawn and submitted it after it had been. But it was, it's, it, it was a fun place. We still have thoughts. You know, if I ever get rich, I'll uh, get the water slide going again. But it, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's the, the slide, it's in good shape, except that it's got a major tree going, laying across the three places of it. We, I did have to run some guys off a year or so ago. Yeah, uh, some thirty-year-old. I didn't see the slide. It, it's so it's, it's still there. Is oh yeah, the water slide. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I meant how I would miss because that. It's covered up with trees. It. We had a we had an oak tree that was like four foot in diameter that fell across it and went across two switchbacks on it. So it covered half of it. You can't even walk down it anymore. But when, it's there. When so, those guys came out and David caught them, of course we mm -hmm. couldn't hear them. And of course, we've got signs posted all over, no trespassing, you know, all of that. Not the big and dogs. they said, well, this is abandoned property. And he said, no, it's not. And so these four, was four of them, mm -hmm. they had brought their skateboards and decided they were going to oh. skateboard down the water slide, <laughs> which the only thing they didn't consider is at the bottom of the water slide, there's a four foot drop off. Where are you going to go? Oh, boy. And so we caught them right before they were going down. But see, that added a lot of liability to our insurance like, every we can't year. Insure we the slide. No, we yeah, the insurance right. company. It's won't not even functional. No. Well, we don't have that whole part of the property. We do not have insurance on. We had we had to cut the property so that that is just. I got and it. so that we could get a standard loan on and this so property. So we could get a standard loan on the property as well. Pretty I had to make as conventional as possible. Most homes I, don't come guy, with a 400-foot water slide. True. <laughs> I said, man, your parents would sue me if you got hurt. He said, I'm 30 years old. My parents aren't going to sue anybody. I said, well, then you would. <laughs> yeah. And they left. They, they were they were nice enough, but they, they were disappointed. But they weren't going to be able to do it anyway because they had spent two days just cleaning up the slide just so they could get down it. You've probably had YouTubers wanting to come out here. They love to document Got one coming. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. They're coming out uh, abandoned Arkansas, and they have a, a section of it that's that's uh, repurposed abandoned places, uh, and they'll be here the the first week of September. How deep is the lake? It's only five and a half foot deep now. Now, yeah. And it was was it man made originally? Yeah, yeah. I've got the the shovel out here that um, John Kramer pulled behind a mule to scoop out the dirt and take it out there in the back and dump it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Now, originally, it was a lot deeper than five feet. Yeah, it was, really? it was 11 foot deep. Uh, yeah, up until it had a high dive. Up until probably 25 years ago. Um, and there had been a couple of incidents. There's a little boy that had epilepsy and one that was uh, uh, mentally challenged uh, that drowned. Okay. And uh, uh, the previous the owners two. said they just they couldn't do it anymore. If, if it, you know, with that depth, they wanted to be able to get anywhere in the lake quickly. And um, the... You know, so it was a, it was very traumatic, and I understand it would have been a traumatic for me too, but um, so they filled it in, and it it was it was better in a lot of ways, uh, and it wasn't. Uh, they could stir up the bottom. You get a big crowd, and we had big crowds that last that last summer. Um, 
they they would they were everywhere, and so they keep the water stirred up. Two days later, it's clear. It looked good, you know. But um, on a weekend, it, I wasn't I wasn't real proud of the the, the he, quality but of the he water. He worried about the way the water looked. The water um, was good. We it was would spit. The water was good quality. Like the guy from the water department said, this is cleaner than drink the drinking it. water yeah. in Little Rock. But um, he just he would fret over the way it looked. It just and stirred that's up. That's why in the in the summer, when I mean the winter and spring, we drained the lake down to nothing, mm-hmm. and we would, he would till with the tractor, and I would get out there with the hose, and we would wash the sand probably no. about six times or so. I'd, I'd have a blade going behind our tractor, and I'd just slurry. I'd get about two foot of water in the bottom of it, just run all over. I had a lot of fun doing that, but just run, <laughs> running all over the bottom of it, just stirring it up, and then letting it, it drain out and settle down. I got you. Uh, it, it, it it did. Pretty good, considering it was a sand bottom pool in the middle of Arkansas. <laughs> it's uh, true. It, it did pretty good. It, we'd, ha- we'd have a thousand people on a day on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You had to be somewhat of a chemist to run this place to really know how to do the chlorine and all of that. No, uh, um, I notice it's kind of blue colored right mm-hmm. now. Is that a something that's been added to the water? We we do. We we don't. You know, this is our home. We live here. We love it, living here. But we've got our living room and our den set up to where it's facing the lake. So we like to see pretty water. And it doesn't affect the water. It doesn't affect the fish. Uh, but if with catfish out there, they like to stir up the bottom. So it, rather than being a milky, cream-colored coffee brown, uh, we like it's, – it's fairly clear. You can see down about three feet. Um, uh, it's a have real healthy catfish. Um, it, the the grandkids love to come out and fish, uh, but we do like to have a better, clearer looking water, cleaner looking water to just to sit and enjoy. Had you ever thought about making it a salt water pond? We did. Uh, as a matter of fact, I discussed that with the health department, and I, I told him that, that would kill the bacteria, and he said it was non conclusive, which meant they were going to continue to battle. Now, what we discovered a long time ago is that when a rumor is started, you don't live it down. Mm-hmm. People are going to talk. They're going to talk. There was a, a rumor that started, gosh, 50 years ago about a, a cow drowning. Well, we didn't even have cows running. Now, Wendy Beach was in the middle of a cow pasture. Sure. She raised cattle, and you could walk in from any direction. You couldn't walk in except from one point, well, two points here. Uh, and that never happened, but... It always came back, and I, I'm, I'm telling you, I said, you know, there are some battles that you want to fight that you'd give anything if you fought, and and you and if you knew you could possibly win, I said, we'll we'll never win this one. We won't win it. Uh, the now, as far as customers, I think a lot of them would have come back anyway. Oh, no question. But there would always be one in that group of a family of six that would be questioning it while they're here. You know, is this the right thing? For my own cousin, my 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 cousins, um, that that do uh, food service in in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, well, how about those catfish? If they get this bacteria in the catfish, it will hurt. That's not the way it works. Right. It, it chemistry is chemistry, biology is biology, and this bacteria could only hurt you by entering through your nose and going through three gates to get to your brain. If it were able to do that, it could turn your brain to jelly. And that's what happened to the other people. And, and the few that lived were never normal. It didn't do that with Callie. 
with children, their sinuses are more open. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Closer to the nasal passages, so it's easier for it to get up there. Like there was a boy in Louisiana after Kelly got sick, and his was in the he got his in the shower from from the, the tap water, water out of the shower, shower. Domestic, domestic water. Uh huh. Happened in Florida as well. I remember that last year before this happened because we were here all the time, man. I'm passionate about this place. You had made the one side out here like for little toddler kids, and then put out like a was it like a pirate boat type thing, or what were the changes that were had been done in that last year? The, well, we put we we have what we call the sunken ship over in the back, and this was all my, my brother was my my brother passed away the next year after we closed it. Uh, Wayne and I were eleven months apart; he was eleven months younger, and he came back from Iraq and worked with us for three years. So we we would build stuff. We had the the willow wipeout was the floating things out there in the middle where you could jump from one block to the other that was designed for five people that had 40 on it all the time. And then we had the sunken ship that were two masts coming up out of the water with um, torn up sails on them. It was cool. It was, uh, he had four swings on it that would, that would turn. You could turn it you know, yeah. like, a, like a carousel. And then the other one were just regular swings. And then we had a slide that would come off the end of it like it's the back of the boat. Uh, it was stuff that, you know, we had one of our one of our bigger customers was Our House. Our House, uh, she the the lady that runs Our House was a lifeguard out here when she was younger, and she'd bring the kids up, and I'm talking 60, 70, 80 kids, and she said the reason we want to come here, is because this is like Huckleberry Finn, this is where things that are unusual are handmade, yeah. and you never know what you want to come in the next year. And we always try to do something special for them the, you know, the next year. Do something. We love the blocks. Different. You would try to stay yeah. on those blocks, uh-huh. but I Will, think they Will disappeared that year, I think. No, we had them up until we closed. Uh, did you? Yeah. Well, we had, uh, that was an invention that we did. And um, it was, we had to shut it down a few times because we'd have these Big old country boys from England, Arkansas, 260 pounds apiece, ate them, but just tear that thing apart. Yeah. And they would spend the whole week putting it back together, and then they'd do it again. So we eventually got it to where it would stay together, and it, and it held up well. Uh, but and it was it was it was such a blast. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. You know, we loved my, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, was, I was in my early 60s then, and um, yeah, it was. Um, you, had, you had the fountain hitting you in the face. Yeah, and somebody else hitting you in the side, and just trying to bump you <laughs> off. And king, yeah, king on the mountain. Was that was the best time. thing. And then we had the three log rolls, and we had the the floating um, trampolines, and um, of course the water slide and uh, volleyball. Volleyball was big, I and mean, we would volleyball have in the water. Oh, yeah. 40, 50 people out there. And same with uh, water basketball. It was uh, there was a there was a lot to do, but all of it. It didn't require you could come out here by yourself and have a good time, but you wind up playing with somebody else. Oh yeah, it was always something that, uh, like the top, the I got somebody posted a picture. I put it online yesterday. Um, there are probably forty people on that top. It was a spinning top. You stood on it and and it would spin around it, and it was designed again for six or seven people, mm-hmm. and they would submerge that thing. Uh, and there'd be so many people on it, <laughs> uh, but they wind up, you know. A few black eyes here and there, chipped tooth occasionally. <clears throat> um, had a lady come off the water slide uh, one day, and, and she had a black eye. Boy, it's bruising up pretty good. She hit her face on the side of the, the water slide. And uh, so I'm there doctoring her and trying to help her with her. And it's Oweta? This girl I went to school with. You know, elementary. Really? I hadn't seen her in years. And there I am, you know, at Willow Springs doctoring her. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, 
lots of memories, lots of strong family memories. And, and I think a lot of people too enjoy it because it was allowed them to build relationships. One of the people that commented on the recent post said something about, well, do you have pictures from when we were out there? Well, and she said, no, we were out there to swim and have a good time Not and visit. Take we weren't taking pictures. We weren't on our phones. We weren't, you know, doing all that. And a lot of people weren't on their phones because their phones would get too hot in the sun. Mm. So you would see people sticking them in their ice chest, but they weren't pulling them out and taking pictures or, you know. You know I mean, there are some photos, but people were more into oh, the sure. conversations. Te technology is changing so much, and it impacts everything. And after a while, we get so used to the change, we don't pay too much attention. You know, like a landline. Very few people have a landline anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, a newspaper. Who takes a newspaper every day? Back when we did take a newspaper every day, every Sunday, almost with almost every single Sunday, you would see a picture of a man and a woman who met at Willow Springs. I remember that. It was very common. Or coming off the water slide, a dramatic picture yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, well, newspaper pictures were there all the time. Uh, and we've got some of them on, on, uh, on our web page, on our uh, Facebook page. You but. never knew when someone was going to have been out here when it was early, you know, like in the Camp Pike days. And <clears throat> there was a man that came out one time, and he told David something about, I think he said, I was here when the park opened. And David said, there's no way you could have been here when the park opened. So you'd have had to be 93 years old. Says I am 93 years old. So <laughs> I had a I had a guy come out with his grandchildren, and he's telling me the story about well, when me and my brother were kids, we were we lived in Jacksonville, and we'd ride our bicycles out here. I'm thinking, sure, yeah, whatever, you, whatever. If yeah. that makes you feel good, go ahead and tell your story. And uh, he bought season passes, and he walked around. He goes back into the bathroom, comes back. Boy, it's just like it was. Well, this whole place was remodeled in '66. He was talking about '59. So yeah. you know, I knew. It, it wasn't a real story. And about three weeks later, this guy and his wife come out and got a couple of great grandchildren with them. And he says, you know, I've been coming out here since I was a little kid. I, I, me and my brother lived in Jacksonville. We'd get on our bicycles. I, oh, man, oh. that's real, but it's too crazy. You know, it's just how many people would ride, what, 20 miles on one On a way? bicycle to come uh, out to here? Come, well, they did. I'm just so glad to see it. You know, it just, it really is something to walk up and you haven't seen it in so long it's it's like i was telling you during break it's different but people walk up and they look at it and say wow it's just like it used to be you know the, i've got trees that are 30 foot tall on the banks now and the big sycamore up here close to the what used to be our, our where we had our cash register or where we had our cash register is our carport now um the the uh that concession stand is gone um we've got it's a three bedroom three bathroom house Four. Uh, four bedroom, three bathroom house. Sorry, we've got uh, plenty of room. We just we love living here. Uh, at first, we thought, well, you know, this is we don't have a choice, and now we live here because we don't want a choice. We got well, it. Sure, we, we're right where we want to be, and we'll, we'll we'll die here. Were you part of? Was there any kind of an association? You had to have had some other people that owned water parks across the country that you got tips from or was there a convention was there anything like that that existed there there, there were uh, we did not participate we were we were invited uh through you know blanket mails uh, direct mail system and then there there was a family in husband and wife in um just right out of uh, fort worth texas and we went down and visited with them one time and and the the thing was ours was just different 
Sure. You know, it was, it was, it was a throwback from a different century and it was, um, uh, the water parks of today are the, um, concrete, everything's concrete or a fiberglass right. or acrylic. And, uh, they're big, a lot of asphalt, a lot of, a lot of concrete walkways and, um, um, big concession stands that are selling clothing and everything else. Uh, we, it was kind of like our, our lifeguards. We had to figure out the best way to do it and do it. That's just what we did. There were and no red cross guidelines for a lake, a lake. Oh, there's was beach. The, the owner of the the, uh-huh. the lake determined what the training was supposed to be. And so we um, used the Red Cross training. Um, I'm a retired nurse. Mm-hmm. And so we did the Red Cross. We used the Red Cross training manuals. And I went through Red Cross CPR instructor, which I had already been a basic life support and advanced life support instructor when I worked years and years ago. So I went through the Red Cross, and all of our lifeguards had um, professional CPR training and first aid training. And then David did the water training. And we would even, on days when we were open, have what we would say, our, our Savannah, who was at that time, or Lyndall, who was also one, or uh, Bailey, mm-hmm. would they would have a customer pretend to be the victim and practice and, but they wouldn't, we wouldn't tell the guards to time and see how quickly they responded. Everybody had two way radios and, uh, and, and it was that in itself was a a whole another game changer, but we had uh, Blake at work for us and, and, um, uh, but real good guy. He's a pharmacist in Florida, owns his own pharmacy. No, he's here in little, he's here in Arkansas. He's in central Arkansas. Sisters in Florida. Uh, and got kids and you're doing really good. Uh, Blake was working the bottom of the water slide and a king snake came down the water slide. Well, this happened to be on my grandson's birthday and they had a birthday party from cool. Kevin and had 30 people out, 40 yeah. people. And uh, uh, so we're not supposed to say snake. We're not, because it scares people. <laughs> sure. And Blake and is on the, radio, on the radio. There's a snake coming down the slide. And well, there's 16 <laughs> other radios around the park. So immediately the whole park knows there's a snake in the water. Yeah. Uh, it, and then it was, uh, what do you do? The lifeguards termed it a milkshake. They, I think I that, see they, a milkshake. Oh, yeah, and they would say, is it, is it a vanilla milkshake or a chocolate milkshake? Because, you know, death by chocolate. Right, right, right. And so it was always a vanilla milkshake because we never had any chocolate milkshakes here. But, you know, they would discuss that very calmly except for lake it, it was a part of being having a place in the woods you sure know, the charm was being in the woods but also it had some issues so occasionally we'd get a turtle and occasionally we'd get a snake M- most of our snakes were water snakes and if a snake came down the slide it was not a water snake and this one was um it was king snake and it was traveling across the lake with his head about a foot out of the water which was what non-water snakes do and and people were screaming don't chase them my lifeguards from the water trying to catch up to it. i don't know what they'd have done if they'd have caught it uh, don't chase it toward my baby. You heard that everywhere. Don't oh you? yeah. And so these women are running around and these, everybody was screaming and it run and I go around and it comes up to the wall and I reach down and pick it up and take it out. It's, it's no big deal. Like, yeah. No big deal. And when I come back, they applauded, but <laughs> there was, you're a hero. Oh yeah. I was a hero. Um, and then I, I, I got to where when one would come up, I would give them lessons on what was, what was poisonous and what wasn't and, and uh, show them how to identify the difference. And yeah. He also taught a lot of kids how to swim. 
Oh, yeah. Every oh. week Guinness, we had. We should be in the Guinness Book of Records. Oh, he had sure. free swim lessons through because July, through July. one of the things we taught our, ch- our children, our lifeguards, which were kind of like our children, was that um, a lot of the African-American population don't know how to swim. Didn't have and the exposure to it. They don't to have and the exposure. And you were changing that. And so. Uh, 30 or 40 at a time, 1 o'clock on, on, on uh, the weekends in July. No charge. We'd line them up. I had one. We had like 30 or 40 kids, and I get the smallest ones on one end, and a lot of times they wind up going back to the kiddie pool and playing before we got through. But there was one day I was out there, and this lady was on the deep end, and we're doing it. And and uh, then then she swam off, and we were finishing up, and she came back to me and said, oh, thank you. Thank you. I've always wanted to, I said, you didn't know how to swim? I learned how to swim today where you were teaching. Isn't that great? And she just swam off. So I don't know how many we taught, but we we taught a bunch, and it was one of the most rewarding. Oh, sure. Because they will teach their kids. Yeah, pass it on. I had a lifeguard here. This guy, he was six foot five. His shoulders were like like two and a half foot in broad. He's just a big muscled up guy. Could not swim. Now, this was before he was a lifeguard. He, he couldn't swim. So I taught him. Took me a month. Most people I could teach in 10 or 15 minutes. But it took me a month because his body fat to muscle was so no buoyancy at all. He'd just sink. And he shot the basketball, so he never could swim straight until he learned to compensate. I got you. He, he grew up in the islands in uh, Haiti, I think. I'm not sure. But uh, there was a basketball court between him and the water. <laughs> and he was six foot five. He, he loved play and he was good. But that guy, once he learned how to swim, we did, we ran a drill, and he had we had a body board that you could go out there like a surfboard, and uh, you go out there and 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 get somebody if they're in stress, or get them on the board and then pull them back in. Put them in a mobilizer, do all of that. That guy hit that body board and ran to the bottom end of the or the back end of the lake and went in the water and was there on top of that guy within I would say thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and it was almost scary. There was that much power running so fast across the beach, but. Uh, and and now he's teaching people how to swim. And, and that's, that's something very rewarding. Yeah. Well, obviously, David, you grew up working here when you were a young man, oh, yeah. and you end up owning it. Was there somebody you guys were grooming or you saw as the next David that might you, you know, would pass this down we, to? We never really got serious about it. I do have a nephew. It's a fire marshal in North Little Rock, uh, uh, Dusty Free, that uh, told me afterwards. He's not, I'd always wanted to buy it. He had been a lifeguard here, too. Uh, it was not something that we dwelt on. We weren't thinking retiring. We were thinking build it better, make it better, make it better, allow more people to come and experience it and make the experience better which way we could. And we had a blast doing it. It was like we had lived a dream for 10 years. And a lot of people appreciated that, even mm-hmm. though they weren't our water park. I like the, there was a man that owned another water park here in town and he came out here with his family because this was a good place to swim and visit. He wanted to see what we were doing. Well, River Country. Yeah. What we were yeah, doing. it's no longer. Gone. Yeah. Been gone a long time. Yeah. I think there's still like Indian lakes up around by me and Cabot that is a, is a yeah. lake that you can yeah. pay to they swim. They actually have some of our old equipment up Do there. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, that's pretty interesting. Um, some yeah, of it lives on. Uh-huh. So I've got, a, I've got a wood carving up there. It's a 14-foot tall Indian. Yeah, he carved a 14-foot Indian for Indian Lake. How many times have you had someone out here just begging, let me swim one more time? That probably became a problem at some point. Well, the security gate at the top 
settled a lot of that. But I had a lot of people come by and just want to visit. But and I'd be out working, and uh, it would. After a while, I just kind of had to stop it because I couldn't get anything done. But some of them were very, very uh, memorable, wonderful visits that I had. I think but the it, last person that swam in here was Mrs. Fordyce, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, um, Linda Fordyce or uh, John. John. John's great great grandfather brought the railroad to Arkansas, and the city of Fordyce was named after really? him, the city of Risen. His name is John Risen Fordyce. It was uh, the original Fordyce's partner. And uh, John came out with Linda. She wanted to swim in a pond in her, on her 80th birthday. So she was out there for two hours and just, just loved it. Uh, we don't do and it. And it was what, a couple of years ago maybe? I don't want to tell the world how old Okay, well, a few years ago. <laughs> a few years ago. Yeah. But um, She swam with the fish. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, she did. She, and she had a good time. Um, but, it, yeah, there were people. And, and I always got people on, on Facebook that would do um, – you know, when can we come out? What can we do? Can we sign a release? You know, that, that sort of thing. Sure. But it's, you know, we did this about four or five years ago. I posted, because uh, we were had so many people driving through. I said, well, and you know, we need to uh, maybe just open for a day and let people come out and, and just reminisce and walk around, do it in the fall and when it's cool and and uh, not, not for swimming, just picnic or whatever. And... Uh, we got over 50,000 responses, and I told her, and I said, you know, we don't have any picnic tables. We don't have any outside bathrooms. We can't let all these people come into our house to use the bathroom. So I didn't get back on Facebook for a while. And now, <laughs> I, I did add a couple of outdoor bathrooms so that uh, our friends and family could, could be here when we weren't. And, you know, it's, and, my, it's my canning kitchen out there. Yeah. He built me a kitchen, and there's a couple of bathrooms in the we sink. Have, we have... Really loved our retirement here. We have spread out. We've used three of the pavilions were brought down by the snow, and unfortunately, I forgot to take the insurance off of them. So I had to accept the money that the insurance gave me for right, the crushing. Right. It really hurt me. Uh, <clears throat> and and then the ones that are left, we're using them. We got our chicken pen out here under two of them. We got about twenty five chickens and five ducks, and we got the. The cats and the dogs and all the fish and and uh, then the big garden which uh, keeps me i've already been out there this morning picking okra uh so it's uh our our life is very full i still i still teach at the the plumbing trade school once a month and and i'm a columnist for uh international magazine that's a trade magazine it's called uh, plumbing and mechanical um which i've i've got a column working for them right now on water resources and, and um, the shortage of water worldwide so we stay active. Well, we enjoy it. We enjoy when somebody posts something on our Facebook. Oh, yeah. We're going to look at it. If they'll send us a picture, we're going to post that picture and tell them who it is so everybody else can see them too. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's sad not to have it, but this last week has been like we had it, like they were all here, like they came out, and just because they had the good memories. They, they shared those memories. They shared those pictures. They shared that time they had together. Uh, the bumps, the bruises, the broken arm, the... But uh, all the laughter that went with it, and there was a lot of laughter.